Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Nin Lee. Singapore's labour movement is calling for the government to boost upskilling support for workers. NTUC has urged for a training allowance to be provided to help workers who are pursuing long-term training to cover their living expenses and for an expansion of subsidies to cover second degrees or diplomas. It's also calling for employers to top up employees' wages with skills allowances if they have completed training. The key recommendations made by NTUC were a result of the a year-long engagement with some 40,000 workers ranging from youths to senior workers is a move that is aimed to encourage more workers to participate in training courses to improve their career and wage prospects either through their employers or on their own. For more insights, we're joined by Desmond Tan, Deputy Secretary General at NTUC. Welcome to the show, Desmond. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Very good morning to you. And we're joined also by Jeffrey Sim, Group CEO of SBS Transit. Good to have you with us, Jeffrey. Good morning. Thank you. Now, Desmond, through the Every Worker Matters conversations, the workers, particularly mid-career workers, pointed out four key barriers that are holding them back from attending training. And these include lack of financial resources to fund self-initiative training, lack of understanding on the type of training needed to remain relevant, lack of time to attend training, and lack of support from employers for self-initiated training. Very practical and real concerns there. So can you talk us through these important considerations and how that led to the recommendations we mentioned earlier? Yes, indeed. And that's precisely the reason why we launched into the Every Worker Matter conversation that lasted an entire year since uh, August last year. So we wanted to hear from workers from different segments and ages about their fears, considerations and concerns for a wide range of issues from training to caregiving to even career support. So specifically on training, uh, we know that, you know, we have been promoting skills future for quite some time now, almost 10 years. So we wanted to dive deep to hear from the workers how they feel about the usefulness of training, how has it led to their career progression, and actually also to find out how many attended training in the past year. So that's why I think in our conversation, we discovered that actually there is a gap between the people who feel that training has been very meaningful for their progression versus the number of people who actually attended. And as you said, as the age goes higher, the people who actually attended training the past year has gone down. So we felt that it is important to hear from them the actual, the real reasons why they are not attending training so that we can try and close this gap. You know, as you said, the first step to solving problems is to try and identify them correctly. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly why we we went out to hear from them. Okay, about those recommendations that NTUC is making, one of them is for the government to consider providing a training allowance to enable all workers to undergo deep skilling. How much will such an allowance help in terms of encouraging workers to pursue their aspirations? Well, we think this will go some way uh, because we know that for the middle-aged workers in particular, you know, one of the main concerns is financial stability. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to look after their seniors and they have to look after their parents. At the same time, many of the children are not yet at working age. So they have financial responsibilities. So to ask them to move into a new career choice or a new vocation can be quite challenging. So we, we wanted to try and find out from them and also to see how we can better support them. So I think the training allowance will indeed go some way to give them a peace of mind that they can embark on a deep mm. training you know, for six months to a year 
so that they can actually provide some financial support for their family while they undergo this training. And besides that, I think co- during COVID, there were several schemes that have training allowance. And this has proven to help many of our workers to make the switch to acquire new deep skills for a period of time uh, while they actually for their family as well. Jeffrey, bringing you into the conversation right here, we understand that SBS Transit has formed CTC with NTUC and has already put in place a skills allowance for workers, which is another recommendation that NTUC is making. Could we get you to elaborate on how that allowance has been used so far? Uh, indeed, uh, SBS is one of the first companies, uh, in fact, with the first public transport operator to form the CDC because we strongly believe uh, that workers are our greatest assets and if we train them well, uh, our company will prosper. So it's a win-win uh, outcome for both the company as well as the workers. Uh, to encourage our workers to take up training, we leverage the skills allowance. For example, four in 10 bus technical staff are certified as technical specialists and they receive up to $60 in their monthly salaries. Uh, such uh, certification also provide a foundation for further upskilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, many of our staff continue to take on higher appointments through promotion and upgrading. So if you look at it, training provides a kind of multiplication uh, effect not just in skills allowance, but for upskilling and promotion to take on high responsibilities. This has uh, enabled our workers to uplift themselves. So um, I think this is a win-win for both the company and the workers. Can you share more about those examples of the types of training and uh, you know the response that your employees have? Right. Uh, so for bus captains, uh, we train them to be operator maintainer. This provides them with basic troubleshooting of technical faults. And uh, if they were to encounter such a fault, instead of debussing passengers uh, and send the bus back to the depot for maintenance, uh, they're able to continue with service so you can see that there's a benefit for the passengers as well. Uh, for our bus technicians, uh, we train them on high voltage buses uh, in view of the electrification of the bus lead in Singapore. Today are small numbers, but in time to come, uh, all of the uh, buses in Singapore will be electric buses. For the real workers, because the systems are becoming more sophisticated, uh, using data in a bigger way. So to prove future-proof them, we train them into uh, new technical skills and competencies such as data analytics, robotics, automation. So all these trainings have resulted in uh, either having an inbuilt allowance to the salaries or oncoming because, you know, once the buses become more electric, our bus technicians will then be able to utilize what they have trained uh, into their daily work. And of course, we will then uh, give them the allowances necessarily. Now, Desmond, NTUC is also calling for an expansion of course subsidies to cover second degrees or diplomas. Cost is clearly one key consideration when it comes to encouraging workers to get extra training. Aside from what the government can do to help companies, what else must employers themselves look at uh, in terms of reshaping you know, in order for this push to work? Yes, I think you hit it on a nail that actually this whole push involves more than just the government. And the employers too play a very important role to support our workers in their upskilling and training. So employers like SBSP, for example, already see that the workers are a very important asset to the company and they have made significant investment in their career development and make sure that they are skilled and trained properly. So I think for a start, employers have to recognize that you know they, they have to invest in the career development of their employees and create the culture of learning as well as to assure the employees that as long as they invest in their training, there is uh, career opportunities and progression within the company. So besides that, I think employers also need to support our workers in practical terms. 
also such as, for example, in giving them protected time off to undergo training. And also like what SBSP did to recognize the worker skills after their training is completed. I think this is in the form of either skills allowance or some kind of wage recognition or even career progression within mm, the company. Mm. I do agree, Desmond. A, a culture of learning is very important to be instilled. And with SBS Transit leading the charge to encourage workers to go for deep skilling, Jeffrey, what are some of the challenges you've encountered along the way beyond cost? Right, yeah. We, we do encounter a number of challenges. So we have uh, developed different training approach and types for the different workers. It's not one size fits all. Particularly for our older workers, they face challenge in picking up digital skills. So we adopt a progressive training in terms of being bite-sized, more hands-on training and uh, guided by the supervisors. Mm-hmm. And of course, during COVID, I think it kind of, in a way, helped the older workers because it's become more savvy in using of uh, apps and smartphones. The other challenge that we face is really breaking the mindset because uh, many of them have been in the job for many years and they want to remain status quo. But we do know that uh, there's a need for us to transform to meet the challenges ahead. And what we have done is to really introduce a productivity payment where all productivity savings for the first year, we give back to the workers. So, for example, in 2021, we saved $10 million. We gave each worker 1000 because we've got about 10000 staff. And for last year, it was uh, 1200 per worker. So all this is to really encourage them uh, to adopt the digital skills mm. particularly and this bring about better productivity. So you can see that we are trying to create this culture of learning, continuous learning, improving mm. and also a virtuous cycle so that they can see that actually them taking up more skills, they contribute better to the company, company is able to be more productive and the productive savings will be shared back with them. So mm. now we have created a situation where the workers are in fact asking uh, what sort of new training will be available and how can they better contribute mm. to the company. So it's a win-win for all. Desmond, over the years, we've been talking a lot about enhancing skills, picking up new ones and even retraining to pivot to another industry. Through NTUC's engagements with workers, how big of a mindset change is this for the workers themselves? And are there particular segments of the working population NTUC is perhaps more concerned about? Yes, indeed. I think uh, workers' mindset does contribute to their propensity to go for training. As Jeff also mentioned just now, you know, you can put in place a lot of structure, you can give a lot of culture of learning. But at the end of the day, the workers need to recognize that actually to stay still and not to upgrade themselves is not tenable. So an example, right, is that, you know, we are going to move towards electric vehicle. Mm. So the mechanics in the combustion engine today will find that their skills will become less relevant in the next decade or so if they do not upgrade. So that's why I think we, we want to encourage employees to adopt an open mindset towards learning and also to try and um, challenge themselves to move beyond what they're comfortable with. And to do so, we hope to remove the barriers that we spoke about at the start of this interview that they face so that, you know, the, the friction will become lower and that we can ensure that they have a fair and inclusive opportunity at work. And in our survey, actually, we learned that one particular segment experienced a relatively higher level of anxiety about job losses mm-hmm. compared to the other group. And those are the mid-career workers. They, they experience higher level of anxiety than, the, for example, the younger or the older wage group. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to support them better. And that's why we call on government employers to consider our training recommendations to enhance uh, Singapore's training landscape and to promote a culture of lifelong learning. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your sharing today. Desmond and Jeffrey, appreciate your time. Thank you, Lin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Desmond Tan, Deputy Secretary General at NTUC, and Jeffrey Sim, Group CEO of SBS Transit. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. 
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.